It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, we have free agency news. We've got guys that the Cowboys have signed. It's exciting time of the year. How you doing, buddy? I'm excited. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, we've been wondering when uh, LP Alatasar would resign. Big deal, and, yeah. And uh, we closed it. We closed on it, guys. We closed on it. We got the big fish. Uh, <laughs> no, obviously, we got some other stuff to talk about, but. Uh, I mean, I, I, I honestly don't want to overlook LP Lattisor because yeah, he's a good player. One, one day he's not going to come back and we're going to be like, oh, yeah, uh, it's not just a granted that uh, every single long snap is perfect. Sure. Uh, and he took a reasonable deal. I think he's still like the 26th paid long snapper in the league, which is absolutely crazy to me. Um, let's go ahead and talk about some of the guys the Cowboys lost before we get to the exciting news because you know me, Landon. I always like to, to be yep. the Debbie Downer of the yep. group. So. Uh, let's go ahead and start. Uh, I want to start on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Jason Witten. Now, uh, when we were doing some of our free agency preview, we both assumed uh, that the Cowboys would be moving on from Jason Witten. I think we both assumed that we would never have to cover Jason Witten again. Um, some of us were more excited about that than others. Uh, but the Raiders Oh, sweet have, irony! Uh, I swear, Mike Mayock and John Gruden are just doing this to torture me. But you, you gotta, you gotta tell people because I don't know that everybody knows, Marcus. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, in case you don't know, I uh, my full time job is covering the Las Vegas Raiders now, uh, and uh, to say that I haven't been a fan of Jason Witten over the last couple of years would be a little bit of an understatement. I just feel like he's kind of worn out his welcome in Dallas. I feel like he's declined a lot as a player. So well, well now he's, he's got a whole, see- a whole new welcome to wear out. <sighs> <laughs> the frustrating thing is the Raiders have two really good tight ends. So if he takes snaps over those, uh, I don't even want to get into that. It's a different, a different part of my job. Uh, let's let's talk about this from a Cowboys perspective. Yeah, Jason yeah. Witten is gone. How how big of a loss is that for Dallas? You know, I mean, the thing about it is that. It's not really a loss on the field so much. I mean, I think yeah, obviously he he produced X amount. I think obviously that's replaceable. I think you 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 see that clearly that Jarwin's going to be a guy that's taking the majority of his snaps uh, as has been requested by lots of people for a while sure. now. So uh, you know, I, I think on the field, not so much. You know, as a leader. He's incredible as a person, as yeah. a as a as a as a example, as a uh, a person to push the other players. There's no one better. I, I, honestly, I think that the point, the problem now is that, um, 
the issue now is that it's his game has fallen off to the point where he is, you know, costing other people opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the other part of this, for, at least for me emotionally, is that I kind of already did all this, you know, two years ago. Yeah. So it's like I, 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 it, it feels a lot less uh, ceremonious. Painful. Yeah. 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 I mean, both. Right. Like, it's just kind of like uh, it's kind of unceremoniously. He's going to a new t- a new team. And, and, and that's fine. It's just it's just one of those things where. You know, we had the big retirement party and the star and the the speech and all that stuff, and then suddenly it's like now you know he comes back and it kind of has you know, an off year for the whole team, and then suddenly yeah, yeah. he's just, he's just kind of gone, and it's like a it's a tweet, you know, it's not a not a grand thing. So I think most people kind of have just had already let him go in their mind previously. So this is just like less painful, even though I'm obviously looking back. He, I mean, I think there's no doubt in anybody's mind. He is one of the greatest cowboys who's ever played. Sure, I mean, absolutely. as far as like a career legacy sort of guy, uh, one of the best he's ever played. Uh, two things, really quickly, on Jason Witten. One, uh, I was telling somebody yesterday. I think Witten needed to move away from the Cowboys in order to accept a lesser role. I just never felt like when he was with the Cowboys that he was ever going to become a part-time player or a backup tight end. It, it, we see this from time to time. Sometimes you just need to move on and you get it, go into a different situation. I actually think he makes more sense with the Raiders being a number two, number three tight end, kind of just coaching those guys up and being that third tight end. Uh, the other thing I was going to mention to you really quickly, we've got a lot to get to, but uh, I did see that Jeff Sweem was released from the Jaguars uh, a couple days ago. Would that be somebody that you'd be interested in bringing back to maybe fill that Witten void on this roster? Um. You know, just as that number two, number three tight end. Uh, so it's about Swaim. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was yeah. I was looking at that too. Yeah, I mean, first of all, only twenty six years old. Like yeah, still, it, it, like still really young. So I would love. Yeah, I mean, I think if you if you sign Swaim uh, between Swaim Schultz and 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 Jarwin, you've got a good group there. I yeah, think that, and got, that's kind of my thought, right? Yeah, totally. you can do that cheaply, and you you know you don't have to spend any more money or picks at the position, and you feel good that. Between those three guys, they can handle all the tight end duties as well as special team stuff, right? Swaim is a guy. I mean, Swaim uh, uh, was a, is a, was a Swiss Army knife here before. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I definitely feel a hundred percent that we could bring Swaim back in. At the very least, he can be the uh, the guy who does all the stuff that you want to do that that maybe Jarwin is not great at, right? Like, sure. Uh, yeah. I think that's where Swaim can come in and, and find a fit immediately as as a valuable guy. All right, let's go ahead and go on to some more of the guys that the Cowboys lost yesterday in free agency. Uh, Malik Collins to the Raiders. Uh, the contract details have not been released there, but I expect that to be uh, pretty significant. I, I still think Malik Collins is a good player, only 24 years old. Uh, and then the Raiders grabbed a third former Cowboy in Jeff Heath, uh, a two-year deal worth up to $8 million. Uh, to me, that's probably more of a special team signing than anything. That's kind of the going rate for those special teams guys. Uh, what were your thoughts on the Cowboys losing those two players? You know, I mean, uh, just the Raiders uh, raiding us. Uh, it's just sure. basically, you know, with the new coaching staff going over there, with our former coaching staff going over there, this isn't that surprising. I mean, you know, I think this is a lot of what Marinelli does. He has his guys. He knows his guys. Uh, and then he probably pitches pretty hard at those guys. Real quick, it, uh, who's the special teams coach at, at Oakland right now? Or Vegas right now? Is it still? Yeah, yeah. It, 
it's it still, Rich Passaccia. It is yep. still Rich Passaccia. Obviously, that yep. I mean that obviously had a huge play and uh, another voice in that uh, front office that's saying, "Hey, let's get Jeff Heath over here. He can give us some snaps on defense. He's a great special teamer." Uh, Passaccia obviously can, can can vouch for that. So uh, another guy made some incredible plays for the guy. Completely, uh, 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 you know, not 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 fully appreciated by the the Cowboys fan base while he was here. But man, I mean, deserves every penny that he's getting from Oakland, uh, from Vegas. Uh, yeah, really yeah. hard worker, uh, uh, undrafted free agent tryout guy from Saginaw Valley State, who uh, worked his way onto an NFL team and worked his way into a, a second contract. Kudos to him. I wish him all the best. Um, I do think he's going to function well as a third safety there. Yeah. Uh, really quickly um, on Malik Collins. Uh, we kind of felt like that was coming with him going back to Rob Marinelli. Um, I I would keep an eye on some of those defensive tackles with the Raiders uh, that maybe are pushed down on the roster, maybe even off the roster. A couple of names to watch out for, P.J. Hall, Maurice Hurst. Not quite sure either of those two fit Rod Marinelli's scheme. Could they be potentially moved? I, I think that's a possibility. So just kind of keep an eye on those guys. Uh, maybe not now, but over the next couple months if the Raiders do decide to move on from one of them. Um, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about the first free agent signing for the Dallas Cowboys. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Guys, let's talk about sex. Remember those days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach since they're chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guys who want extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and Blue Chew prepares and ships them direct, so they're cheaper than even a pharmacy would have. Right now, we have a special offer, offer for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code NFL. Just pay $5 of shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code NFL to try it for free. All right, Landon, the Cowboys are on the board. They have their first free agent. <laughs> Late on Tuesday night, it was announced. That the Dallas Cowboys have signed defensive tackle Gerald McCoy from yeah. the Carolina Panthers on a three-year deal uh, worth about $20 million total. It sounds like it's about $6.5 million per year. Uh, we still haven't got the guaranteed money, but I would almost be shocked 
if this doesn't function more as a one-year deal, uh, just with the way the Cowboys can maybe move the salary around. Uh, let's start with Gerald McCoy. What do you think about the signing? How do you think he's going to help this Cowboys defense? I really like it. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, I spoke to uh, a guy that you and I both really trust a lot on defensive line play, uh, our buddy John Oning. Yeah, and, um, absolutely. And, and, you know, and just and – because I, I, I wanted to see what his eyes saw. Of, I know that he studies these guys more often than I do just as part of his job. Uh, mm-hmm. And he had actually record, uh, had kind of gone and done a film study on Gerald McCoy uh, for a, a free agent series that he was doing for the Dallas Morning News. Uh, my eyes, just based on what I was uh, I saw on the games, you know, that I watched of Carolina, and then you know maybe previously with with him in Tampa, is that this is a guy who maybe about four or five years ago kind of missed his first significant time in a long time, mm-hmm. and then really started making a concerted effort to change his game. As he started to become not quite the freaky, explosive, elite guy that he came into the league, uh, he has learned and and, and has seen what other players in the NFL have done uh, that have taken this path, and he's learned to add an, an, an extra dimension to his game. He's really developed the run defense part of his game, uh, and and as you know, while maintaining the kind of pass rush moves that he has in the counters, and I think as his explosiveness and his pass rush, uh, you know, may be declining a little bit from where he was, like you know, at twenty eight years old, or, or you know, that sort of thing. I think that his ability, his versatility, like where he can actually line up and be effective, and then also his ability to play the run. Uh, is kind of actually you know on the rise, and I think that that's really sort of given his his uh, career kind of a a late in, late in life resurgence because he's mm-hmm. he's been able to uh, uh, be a guy who can stay on the field because of his uh, run defense. He's not you know maybe he's not a, a potential eight to ten sack guy anymore, but he's so good with his hands and pass rush moves, and he's still bursty enough that you know he could still get you. What what Malik Collins got you sack wise, you know for sure. And well, I was I, say, that's the thing is you're, you're not paying him to be an eight to ten sack guy. No, anymore, right? I mean, that's not, here's 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 the totality of why this is a good deal. I imagine a guy like this getting somewhere between eight 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 to eight point five million dollars, which is what he got last year. Yeah, yeah I mean, I thought I thought there's not really any reason that he wouldn't take a similar deal. I mean, he had a good year last year. I feel like. Mm-hmm. I think you know numbers will tell you you know one thing, but I think he had a whole ton of hurries. If you if hurries are something that you keep track of, which I you know it's like past offense. I, I think it's it's a volume stat that is helpful. I you know I think he had a good year in that front. So the fact that they took him uh, they took him at six million uh, is is a really good deal. I will just point this out because I just saw this come across my timeline. His his agent just tweeted it out. Apparently, Gerald McCoy's son just signed with the Oklahoma Sooners. He did. I did see that. Yeah. Yep. So that explains a ton why he would want to end up in Dallas, which is, you know, just a, for those you don't know, it's just a short trip up to Norman. It's only like less than two hours, if I'm not mistaken. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think that it's one of those things where, it, it, you know, he's from Dallas. He's from uh, Oklahoma City. He's from kind of the area. Uh, you know, I think he's f- familiar with Dallas, I- I'm certain. Uh, he's so, a massive Dak Prescott fan. Massive. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Really, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, just I think that there's a lot of things that kind of fit together, and for the Cowboys to get a guy who is better than serviceable, uh, you know, from the five all the way down inside to the one, 
uh, when you're trying to get a versatile defense, I think honestly they this is an immediate upgrade on on Malik Collins. No offense to Collins, I think Collins has more potential sure. to get better. He's still a very young player, lots of upside there. But I think right now, if we're just trading Malik Collins for for uh, uh, for what Jerome for McCoy, McCoy. Yep. I think this is this is an upgrade, and and suddenly this this uh, the defensive interior is looking a little bit better already. Yeah, so if you were to look at these, because both of these are three-year deals for Collins and for McCoy, I think it's fair to expect Collins at the end of his deal is going to be a better player. Right? Oh, yeah, He's only sure. 24 yeah. years old. But I think right now McCoy is the better player. And again, I, we haven't seen all the numbers yet, but I have a feeling that this is really a one-year rental for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, when you put Gerald McCoy at $6.5 million a year with Tristan Hill, who you still have as, under a rookie contract, um, maybe you still have Tyrone Crawford, you know, working inside as well. I think that's a pretty good start on your interior defensive line. Now, I still think they need to go out and find a nose tackle or a one technique, and there's a bunch of those guys out there. But I, I really, really like this move. This is yeah. this is how you start improving your defensive line. Um, it, it doesn't hurt your comp formula because yeah, Collins the, and McCoy thing. actually cancel each other out. You're still projected to get. Four comp picks next year. And let's let's uh, talk about that real quick because sure. that's one thing that I think that you know, despite all this, you know, what people are talking about, like you know, not signing these guys, like guys, this the Cowboys are in line for a haul of comp picks next yeah. year, including potentially two third rounders for the guys that left. So I, I think that that's something that needs to be kept in here. The Cowboys are finding a way to add people without messing with their comp formula. They're going to get their comp picks. And some good players, I think. You know, look, they're probably going to sign a couple of true undrafted, non-cut free agents that will count against their, uh, you know, against their formula at some point. But at this, well, they're point, also going to lose a few. They're going to lose. Yeah, a they're few also going to lose a few more. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. think it's possible. So, uh, but I think that that's something always to keep in mind is that if you're scouting for guys that they may be signing, keep in mind that the Cowboys are keeping an eye specifically on these guys who were cut that won't count against their comp pick formula. Absolutely. Um, big, big fan of the McCoy deal. $6.5 I, I don't know how you can't be. When you look at some of those other contracts and some of the other deals that got signed over the last couple of days, uh, absolutely love it. I love that Tristan Hill is going to be learning behind Gerald McCoy. Yeah. Uh, this also it doesn't put pressure on Hill to have to play a lot, right? He's still going to be in about the same type of role that he was last year. Anything you get from him next year is just gravy. Um, let's go ahead and move on to some more news and notes and some rumors that we've heard over the last couple of day, uh, last couple of days. Um, Jane Slater of the NFL Network reported that there's some mutual interest between uh, Emmanuel Sanders and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Sanders is a 33-year-old receiver, just turned 33 yesterday, uh, who is on the open market. And I think you can make the case maybe after Roby Anderson is the best uh, receiver available. Um, Lana, I'll, I'll be honest. I absolutely would love this pairing. I was telling you pre-show, I think Sanders is a better fit in the Cowboys offense now than even what Randall Cobb was last year because I think he has more speed. I think he's got more versatility. He can play outside. He can play in the slot. I think he's a better route runner. I think he's even a more reliable receiver. Uh, Cobb was, I believe, had the second worst drop rate in the NFL last year. That's not really a problem for Sanders. Uh, I'm curious to see what kind of money Emmanuel Sanders would command, but I got to be honest, th- this one gets me really, really excited. What do you think about the, about the potential of pairing Sanders with Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup? 
Yeah, I mean, I think uh, when, when when this one came across the wire, uh, it was something that, you know, I mean, there's so many of these names and there's so many combinations you think about, right? That like it's it's. Sure. But this is one I hadn't really thought about, and I really, the more I think about it, the more I really like the fit. I mean, uh, a guy who, even last year at 33, I mean, l- let me be clear. Like, this is a guy who I honestly wrote off two years ago, or a year and a half ago when he tore his uh, Achilles. Was it Achilles? or Yeah, it was, yeah, Achilles. It was his Achilles. Yep. I mean, that's a brutal injury at 31 years old, uh, 32, I think, maybe at the time, uh, and you know, for a guy who is a speed, you know, route running receiver, who you know he's five eleven, one eighty type guy. Uh, mm-hmm. For him to you know tear his Achilles at, at that age, I mean that's usually a death knell, right? Like I absolutely, mean, yeah. That this dude came back from that injury and performed at uh, a great level. Ended up getting traded to San Francisco. And uh, uh, you mentioned it. You told me what was it that he was averaging just in San Francisco? Something over fourteen uh, yards to catch. Yeah, but right up fourteen yards to catch. Uh, played se- played seventeen games last year in the regular season because of the trade. Uh, one of the only players in NFL history to do that. He was really good in the playoffs too. Yeah, uh, nearly nine hundred yards, five touchdowns, despite playing with I don't even know how many different quarterbacks because he started with Flacco, went over to San Francisco, had to change schemes, change systems. He's just a really, really good player. One drop. One drop last One, year. Played 17 yeah. games. You know, that's got to be something that the Cowboys are paying attention to, too. Uh, you know, I think if this works out, this is a this is an upgrade uh, from, oh, from, absolutely. Randall Cobb, a doubt. from Randall Cobb. And, uh, you know, I think this, again, guys, this is the kind of thing that you need to keep. Again, if, if Sanders signs, they've got McCoy, everyone's been asking, how are they going to get better? How are they going to get better if they don't get these guys? There's guys out there, okay? Mm-hmm. There's guys There's guys for the, that, that can fit in this, these organizations better than some of the uh, players that were in them previously. Fit is a huge part of that. And if you find the right guy at the right price, the right fit, that could be a much better situation than going out and then necessarily paying a whole bunch of top-end money to a person who you're not sure is actually a good fit to what you want to do. I think Sanders gives you not only flexibility on offense, but also in the draft. Um, We talk about kind of unlocking the draft all the time. I think Sanders does that for you in a lot of different ways if you happen to bring him in here. Because now you head into the 2020 draft, even without knowing what what else Cowboys do in free agency, they don't have to draft a receiver at any point. I mean, they don't have to say, okay, hey, we need to get our slot receiver third, fourth round. You don't have to do that. You've got somebody who you feel good about there. Uh, I also think he helps unlock the offense a little bit because while Cobb was certainly more versatile than what Cole Beasley was, Cobb's best fit was still in the slot. Emmanuel Sanders has years, like complete years where he only played on the outside. And then he's got other years where like in Denver with Peyton Manning, he thrived as a slot receiver. Uh, I remember that one year, 1,100 yards and six touchdowns as a slot receiver with Peyton Manning. Uh, 1,400 yards as a slot receiver with Peyton Manning in 2014. He can do everything. So if you have matchups where it makes more sense to put Amari Cooper inside, give you more size, you can do that, and it's not going to change your offense at all. You're not going to have a lesser player on the outside. You can have Sanders in the inside. You could have Gallup there. I mean, it's just, to me, this is the type of player that you add, and all of a sudden this offense not only becomes more dynamic, but more consistent because of his route running, because of his reliability. 
I, I would I would be so thrilled if they brought in Emmanuel Sanders that it's it's almost it almost seems a little bit too good to be true. But uh, we shall see what happens. Um, Landon, we're going to kind of wrap this show up in a second, but is there any other kind of news or notes or things out there that you would be interested in seeing the Cowboys do over the next couple of days? I mean, I, I think again, uh, they still, they still got some work that they need to get done on the defensive line. I think, uh, I, you know, we just kind of mentioned Brandon Carr got released yeah. by Baltimore. I think that that might be a, a situation that they could at least kick the tires on, see what the number is, see if he's interested. He played Can great. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, he played great with Baltimore last year. What do you got? I was going to say, the the other guy that I just heard as we were doing this podcast, uh, uh, Desmond Trufant, who was released by the Falcons. I I just heard that the Cowboys do have interest in bringing in Trufant, another you know cornerback that's probably not a number one at this stage of his t- career, but a pretty solid number two at the very least. So I, I'm just going to be interested to see what the Cowboys do with you know maybe Trufant, maybe Carr, both of those guys actually don't count against the comp formula because uh, Carr's deal, he was his option which was declined. Uh, that doesn't factor in. That and just then, changed, right? Like that's a new thing in the yeah, CBA, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. That, that and then Trufant was released. Declining yep. the options don't count. Yeah, and Trufant was released. So uh, I was gonna say the only other thing about Brandon Carr, um, I happened to watch him quite a bit this year. Uh, halfway through the season, after they lost Tony Jefferson, their strong safety. Uh, Carr actually made the transition to strong safety. Uh, they brought in Marcus Peters. They just didn't have a spot open for him on the outside. Carr made that move to strong safety. If the Cowboys are just looking to add another versatile defensive back, who they obviously know really well, I do think Carr would make a lot of sense. One of the best character guys in the entire NFL. You know what he can bring to the locker room. You know that he can help some of these younger guys. That, to me, would be, would make a lot of sense if the Cowboys decide to go that option. So, uh, of those two players, which one is more interesting to you? Uh, probably, I mean, Carr, just because, I, I mean, a little bit, I know the player a little bit more, and I think he might be cheaper, and, and, and I, I think you bring in Carr, and because he has, a, 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 you know, some flexibility to play safety, you can mm-hmm. kind of have him and then play out the draft a little bit and see where you want to end up fitting him depending on what you end up drafting, right? The other thing with Carr over Trufant is the durability. Guess how many games Brandon Carr has missed in his NFL career? I don't think he's ever missed any, has he? Any? No. He started no. 192 games in his yeah. NFL career. Yeah, he's started. He is that, the that's Iron incredible. Man in cornerback in, in history, if I'm not mistaken. Like he's, I think he's number one of the, yeah, and for that's, corners. Yeah, and that's... And that's one of the reasons I'm fine. Even if it's just a one-year deal, bring him in. You know he can still play. You know he can do a lot of different roles. You know he's a good leader. I, a I good would, leader that would, too. That's that that can't be underrated. I mean, with, with losing Jones, that room really needs like a veteran presence because that's a bunch of young guys in there. I, I think it mm-hmm. wouldn't be the worst thing to have a guy like Brandon Carr to kind of keep all eyes going the same direction. Absolutely. And for all you guys that complain about no interceptions. Uh, Byron or uh, Brandon Carr didn't have one last year, so I can't wait to have those discussions on Twitter again. But uh, a busy free agent time. I have a feeling tomorrow when we record this podcast, we're gonna have at least a couple new signings, which is exciting. Probably, uh, it's it's hard to believe that the draft is still it's just a month away. So we've got a lot of draft stuff we got to do. We've got a lot of holes in this roster that the Cowboys are still gonna fill. 
It's going to be a, a, a fun next couple months for, for the Dallas Cowboys that we'll continue to cover here on the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Make sure you follow Landon at McCoolBCB. Wait, real, real quick. we got to yeah. say a special thank you to all y'all. We've, we've been posting some of our uh, results of, of uh, how the show's been doing, and Absolutely, it's, yep. it's blowing up, and it's all because of y'all. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. We really, really do appreciate it, and we we, we, we thank you guys so much for listening and for telling your, your friends uh, I, I just think, you know, so the world of y'all, and, and thank you so much for doing that. So please continue to rate and review us, and, and, and we'll continue to give out content in this somewhat trying time. Absolutely. Well, uh, I Yesterday we tweeted out that we're the uh, most listened to Dallas Cowboys podcast. Uh, I saw today we just passed the Eagles, uh, the, the SB Nation Eagles podcast. Uh, we still have to, a little work to do to catch some of the Redskin podcasts out there, but... We will, we will continue striving to be the, the best podcast that we can be. Uh, again, follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. Follow the show, at LockedOnCowboys. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.